0: 1,000 trail miles, one year. This podcast follows Sammy Potter and Jackson Perel on their attempt of the calendar year triple crown of hiking. I'm Zoe Gates, and this is Impossible Odds.
1: Meryl exists to share the simple power of being outside. Hell yeah, love that. No matter who you are, where you came from, who you love, or how you move, everyone should be welcome in the outdoors and wherever life takes us. Merrill strives to inspire everyone because together we can help protect the trail that we love. Our goal is to provide thoughtfully designed, rigorously tested outdoor products that over deliver on performance, versatility, and durability. This is important not just if you're through hiking, but for everyday walking or running as well. (sighs) <sighs> all right today i am feeling hungry we're about 17 miles in um we're trying to go about 30 um it snowed a lot over the last couple of days so going through snow as well and we mailed some food ahead and forgot one day's worth of snacks so we're trying to ration off of that until we get to uh get to the next town, the next door, which is now 33 miles away, and we'll get there at the end of the day tomorrow. So, yeah, going to be a hungry next 36 hours or so.
0: That's college student Sammy Potter. You might be wondering how he got here. Well, let's rewind. Here's Sammy at the end of last year.
1: I spent way too much of 2020 inside. I know everyone's in the same boat here but I really can't handle sitting stagnant in 2021. I just can't do it. As a marathon runner, adventurer, and college kid who freaking loves the outdoors like more than anything, I'm not gonna let next year get away from me in quarantine. I'm not. And seriously, I refuse to take another online class talking with my peers who look just as unmotivated as me to be there in a watered down discussion taking place in Zoom breakout room four. Nah, this year, it's time to send it. It's nice to meet you. My name's Sammy. And on January 1st, 2021, I'm setting out to attempt the calendar year Triple Crown. The justifies the 13th Triple Crown winner! No, not that Triple Crown. The Triple Crown of hiking is made up of the three long trails in the United States. The Appalachian Trail, which stretches from Georgia to Maine, The Pacific Crest Trail, which runs from Mexico to Canada through California, Oregon and Washington. And the Continental Divide Trail, which also runs from Mexico to Canada through five states along the spine of the Rocky Mountains. In total, just under 8,000 miles. You heard that right, 8,000. Through hiking, just one of these long distance trails is an enormous accomplishment. Hiking them all in a lifetime, it's a great mission. But attempting to through hike all of them in one year? Certifiably insane. The only goals worth going after are crazy, or at least start out that way. Impossible though? Definitely not. The first person to complete this feat was flying Brian Robinson back in 2001. And in my research into this project, I've found about 10 others who have done it. So what makes this attempt special? Well, if we complete the journey as 21 year olds, We'll be taking the title as the youngest to ever do it. Ah, yes. Um, I said we.
2: There, you're saying there are eight different permits that we would need to get. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you want to split, if you want to divide the work for that, I'm happy to happy to reach out to any um, state national
1: parks that you. That's you my buddy Jackson. To. Okay, that would be. Cool. We go to school together at Stanford. I first asked Jackson if he would join me for a portion of the Triple Crown while we were day hiking in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, and within a week we resolved to do the whole last thing together.
0: One of the most challenging parts of attempting a calendar year Triple Crown is organization. The planning process boils down into three main categories. The first is gear. The second is trail logistics, which includes things like food, resupplies, camping locations, water sources, permits, and more. And the third is physical training.
1: We're walking 8,000 miles. You know that song Five Hundred Miles? You know, I would walk five hundred miles and I would Yeah, walk I know I'm a terrible singer. More but the bottom line the is this. That's only a thousand miles. We're gonna do that seven more times afterwards. Any minuscule gear issue, no matter how microscopic it seems, becomes huge over eight thousand miles. We're starting the Appalachian Trail in winter, so it's super important that we stay warm and have the necessary tools and equipment for winter. We're bringing a hard outer shell, an upper body underneath fleece, down jacket, two synthetic t-shirts, synthetic long sleeve t-shirts, lightweight fleece, base layer long underwear, hiking pants, hiking pants with a fleece liner, hard shell rain pants, a face mask, a beanie for the daytime. and Uh, And I believe that is everything. That is a long list.
0: Each of the three trails that make up the Triple Crown have sections that are easier or harder to hike in winter. So in order to avoid potentially dangerous situations, like high mountain country and freezing temperatures... Sammy and Jackson won't hike all three trails straight through. Instead, they'll break them up into sections. They'll start on the southern portions, hiking those in winter, and then return later on to hike the northern sections as conditions allow. They'll start at the southern end of the Appalachian Trail in Georgia's Amicola Falls State Park. Then they'll hike north as long as the snow will let them. And then, when they're, say, up to their waists, they'll head west.
1: Finally, my favorite part, training. About, let's say six miles into a 14-miler. pride baby. Just woke up, 10 miles, feeling light as a feather. Just hitting that stride when you're like, oh, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Oh, wait. Now I feel good. These hills are no joke. My calves are screaming. at me. We're both marathon runners, so we've got a pretty decent endurance base. But through hiking takes a whole other level of stamina. We're running 60 to 80 miles every week, stretching constantly, and building up our leg and core strength. Plus, you know, hiking a bunch too. 10 miles down, 10 miles to go, I feel great. Woo! Up to this point, we've only told a really small group of friends and family about this journey. And almost all of them have had the same question that I'm guessing you're having now.
2: People want to know, why the hell are we doing this? And I think, you know, like everyone else, I've had a rough year. So I had a breakup, I broke my wrist, and then coronavirus hit and I was booted from campus. And, and for me, you know, there's this simplicity to the outdoors and the pursuit of like a single goal that you just can't get anywhere else. I want to be out there to push my limits, to explore my potential, to see the United States. But I think I'll mainly be out there seeking simplicity in this crazy, crazy world. For you, Sammy Potter, why are, why are you
1: going? I think you hit on a lot of the points. This past year has been wild. Probably the hardest year of my life. As you were talking about, having to having to leave school, having to question what it is that our purpose is. You know, I had one of my best friends pass away. All this crazy shit that, like, I was going through. And I think everyone was going through so much this year. And I, I kept coming back to this one Thoreau quote throughout the year where he says, most men live lives of quiet desperation. Quiet desperation. There's just been something so poignant about that phrase for this past year
2: when we've literally been stuck inside. We've been quietly desperate for something.
1: And that's what I think this really boils down to. We want to live lives of purpose, live lives of meaning. And the operative verb here is live. I seriously cannot wait to take you all with us. We just finished up our Wilderness First Responder course and happy to announce that we are both Wilderness First Responder certified now. And, you know, I, I had known a lot of this this stuff growing up in Maine and spending time in the outdoors, but I think the biggest thing that this this past eight days of this course did for me was kind of highlight how insanely dangerous the backwoods is. Depending on where you read about it, The AT, and all these trails, can seem super scary. Dangerous people, lightning, bears, mountain lions, snakes, spiders, ticks, lack of water, lack of food, getting lost, etc., etc. Some of these are big concerns, like ticks, which can give you Lyme disease, while others just linger in the back of your mind and you hope you don't have to deal with, like running out of food. In all these situations, there's ways to be prepared either prepared for the worst, or just prepared to make things not happen. We want to think about these dangers, and we have, but we don't want to think about them too much because it's really easy to get in your own head. The trail is, in many ways, safer than society, as long as you know what can happen. Jackson and I spent our summers and falls working our tails off just to make enough money to go on this crazy adventure. We've just bootstrapped this whole project ourselves, I worked at a homeless shelter, and then about 80 hours a week on a farm. And Jackson got a job in local government. We left our December's wide open, so we'd have the final month to train together and put together our last preparations. So much of
2: Larry David. Like Larry David. <laughs> crazy. Oh wait,
1: how much? So that was what? Seven hundred
2: fifty.
1: Seven hundred fifty-nine. Okay. Seven hundred fifty-nine dollars worth of food. We've gotta eat about 5,000 calories per day, per person, just to avoid losing tons of weight or risking feeling like massive hunger pains. We'll probably never carry more than four days or so of food at a time. Along each of these three trails, there's a lot of places to get food. So most of the time we'll be able to resupply in towns, but there are stretches where we go days and days without much access to big towns. And in these cases, we're sending ourselves food that we've dehydrated ahead of time. It's about 72 days of food that we need to account for that we can't get along the way. Can we fit all this food in the car? I don't know. Not- my favorite moment was uh, when we bought all of the Brazil nuts that were in Shaw's. In
2: <laughs> Literally all of their Brazil nuts. <laughs> I think I think my favorite moment was the when we went to Hannaford's and bought all of the minute rice <laughs> and then all of the Skittles. And when we were checking out, they were just like, so is this like, what you
1: guys usually eat? <laughs> we just tested out our tent for the first time in the backyard. Basically, the only way that we can fit in it together is if we're virtually spooning. Um, you know, I've become really obsessed with the idea of trying to be as light as possible, but this might be my my breaking point in terms of carrying more weight. So I'm stressing out about our base weight a little bit and by a little bit i mean a lot of bit uh it's it's definitely a balance um my pack's definitely not like sherald straight weight at the beginning of the pct by any means our base weight is around 19 or 20 pounds but i was talking to someone else who's starting the at on january 1st like we are and their base weight is about 12 pounds i'm just not i just don't feel confident enough in our winter abilities to you know not bring a stove or not bring a tent, um, at least yet. I cut off half of my uh, toothbrush yesterday because I was like, oh, that's an extra ounce that I can save. And uh, yeah, I realize I'm kind of insane. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Not all shoes are created equal. Believe me, having a bad or unsupportive shoe makes a big difference. So when you're heading outdoors, skip the sneaker and step into the Merrill Moab. Moab's a sick place, and uh, these are sick shoes. From crossing trail to crossing town, and everywhere in between, you get more traction, more stability, and more comfort. So next time you take a hike, get more out of every single step. Join us outside at Merrill.com.
0: Meal planning, going on training runs, and poring over maps is hard work. And that's before any of the hiking has even started. But amidst all of their preparation, Sammy and Jackson began to feel some of the weight of 2020 drop away. Here's Jackson.
2: I feel like I've done this with more purpose than I've done anything in the past like seven months. Just because I think that, I think that having this goal, having this like light at the end of the tunnel, has just brought a lot more substance.
1: As our excitement for the hike began to build, so too did our nerves. Jackson and I sat down to discuss what we were most scared of in the weeks before setting out. Something that's been brought up a lot in our conversations with other triple crowners is uh, that at the end of the day, like this is completely a mental game. Yeah. You know, and the, the challenge is really mental. Obviously it's physical, but you just you, the only way that you can see if you're mentally prepared for something is to do it. Like there's no way to replicate. You just don't know what, what it's going to be like out there. Yeah, there's there's so many unknowns there. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm, I'm scared of is like that there's just something big that we're totally missing. Today marks
2: 11 days out, I think, right? 11 days out. How are you How are you feeling? Feeling really? good, man. Uh, I I am definitely definitely feeling every emotion that. Um, I thought, that I felt so far, but all concentrated yeah. in this short time frame. Uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm nervous about our first day on trail and the 266 days that follow that. Um, and I'm excited at the prospect of, of spending so much time with you and in nature. I'm a de- definitely a little bit, like, worried, but definitely thinking a lot about all the friends that I'll miss, and mm. the family members that I, I won't be able to talk to for quite some time, or at least not as consistently, uh, and all those things are at the top of my mind. Right I'm now. also
1: glad that we're vocalizing, being nervous about it. You know what I mean? I think it's pretty important, just because like it's very easy to it's very easy to not do that.
2: You know? Yeah, and I think it's also very human. You know, I, I think that I think that a lot of times when people are approaching trips like this it's easy to put on a front of like, you know, we're gonna do this. Like we're you know, it's it's all gonna be okay. I think that having enough perspective to embrace those nerves and at the same time also embrace all of the excitement and pleasure and joy that, that comes from starting a trip like this, I think is something that we've done really well. So I'm happy. Yeah, I was sick hiking yesterday. That was super cool. My perspective, as I was hiking, totally shifted. Really? How- I was more conscious of like um, how my mind would work for the next nine months, mm. and like what exactly I'd, I'd want to think about and what I'd want to do. Yeah. Um. And you know, it was definitely a shakedown hike in terms of our gear. But I also felt as though it was also like a a shakedown hike mentally in a way, uh, just just to kind of like get into perspective, like what are the things that I really want to focus on with myself.
1: There's really no way you can train for hiking except for hiking. Yeah. I think that's one thing I was thinking about yesterday. We've run a ton. Yeah. And we've obviously hiked, you know, a bunch in the past. Yeah. We've trained a bunch. But our training is—it just doesn't translate different. the same way. When you have a backpack on your back and like the snow is falling away from your feet, and you're like almost falling, you know, it's so different than just even going from like a, for like a fifteen-mile run. Yeah. You know, it's arguably harder, I yeah. think, um, especially mentally when you realize how much, you know, how long, how long it takes to get from point A to point B when you're hiking. Right. I am packing my bag, and I cannot believe this is about to happen. Okay, water filter. I got my water filter. Is there a journal that I should bring? Oh, should I bring the bigger one? It's nearing the end of December. And after spending some time with our families over the holidays, it's just about time to head down to Georgia and get the show on the road. It's been a long time coming to this moment. I talked to a mentor on the phone earlier today, and she said something that I've heard her say often. Take it all in, without losing sight of the bigger picture. I finished packing up my backpack for the airport, and my mom asked me if I had any luggage that I was going to check. I paused for a second, but then we both laughed. This is it, just me and my backpack. After nine months of planning, it just boils down to a pair of hiking boots and a 20 pound backpack. All that's left to do is what I came to do, hike. Have the adventure of a life. Okay. Thank you. Just got myself in the back. Okay, until next time. Until next time. Until we meet again, right? Yeah. We meet again. Right? Yep. again uh, idea, we need It was great out here. We're fresh Yeah. Uh, All right. I'll see you. Love you so much. Talk to you We are about to sign in, which will make our AT attempt. Official. 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 All right, beginning the approach trail, baby. Let's go. My official pack weight on the scale, 32. Yikes. Of course, that includes a cold beer to celebrate the new year on top of Springer Mountain. Through the ceremonial arch, up the 700 stairs by the waterfall, and we're off. Finishing up day one by road walking into the small town of Suchis, Georgia. It's about one mile into town from the trail. Rain's pretty much been coming down all day. Uh, A little lighter at points, but almost always just coming down. Not too bad though, kind of a fun way to start it, you know. I wouldn't really want it any other way, to be honest. Woke up around uh, 5.30 this morning didn't sleep too well out of excitement, but you uh, know, I mean, felt really fresh in the morning. Got out of camp by like 6.15, 6.30, left the terminus, southern terminus after we touched it uh, at 7 a.m. Um Oh, another car, let's see if we can get a hitch. Nope. Um anyways. As we left the Southern Terminus, I felt like a wave of gratitude come over me that kind of stayed with me throughout the day. And I just had this thought, like, I'm exactly where I want to be right now. And, you know, that's not a thought I've had very often. and I think it, it comes pretty rarely. And it stayed with me throughout the whole day, even as my feet started to hurt, hurt towards the end. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. So really excited to keep this going, excited to get some dry clothes on, and uh, dry these clothes off and uh, get back at it tomorrow. It's really coming down down there. I don't know what that means, first night rain. I'm taking it as a good sign.
0: Next time on Impossible Odds.
1: I'm really starting to see why people usually do the AT starting in mid or late March. We're just getting creamed with snowstorm after snowstorm after snowstorm. Uh, we have a little patch today of, that's just like an inch of snow, but it looks like there's another snowstorm coming in tomorrow.
0: This podcast was written and hosted by Sammy Potter with contributions from Jackson Perrell. Our producers are Louisa Albanese and me, Zoe Gates. Wooly Music is our composer and sound designer, and Tim Massa is our assistant story editor. If you enjoyed this episode of Impossible Odds, please subscribe and leave us a review.